You know what time it is. It's 9 to 5 with Gavin and Mike. In this episode, we'll be talking about what is a keystone habit. But before we do that, drop the intro. Konnichiwa. My name is Gavin Masamiya. Nice to see ya. I'm a mindset coach based out of West LA. And I'm Mike Ahiri. You hear me? I'm a transformation life coach from London. These recordings are short, sharp, sweet snippets of insight for anybody hustling a 9 to 5. That's right, you can tune into them on your way to work, on your lunch break, or on your way home after a long day hustling. So on this particular recording, we uh, had previous recordings around the importance of habits. And this one, we're actually going to dive deeper and get even more niche with habits, something that Charles Dewey refers to as keystone habits. Really powerful. And uh, Mike has read that book too. It's really been transformative for me. What is a keystone habit? Yeah, this was interesting for me because I hadn't, I wasn't familiar with this term before reading the book, um, The Power of Habits. And as Charles Dehug says, um, uh, keystone habit is a habit that has the power to affect other areas in one's life. It's that one big habit that has a knock-on effect. So for example, if the time that I wake up in the morning will affect a number of different things in my life from when I eat breakfast to when I leave the house to whether I'm washing out the house to whether I'm going to be on, uh, uh, on time to wherever I need to be. So, so that's an example of an action that affects other things, the time that I wake up. And in fact, you can go beyond even deeper and think the time that I go to bed affects how long I sleep and the time I wake up so things have a knock-on effect and the keystone habit is one of those big habits that we do that have a knock-on effect on other areas of our life yes yes indeed and just putting it on the court or putting it inside of your life what right. would you say is a keystone habit for you right so so the I'll say the number one keystone habit for me is my meditation I'm aware of one of my weaknesses, which is that I just go numb when I'm overwhelmed with too many things, right? And I, I'm, I'm the type of guy, I'm so ambitious, I try to do so many things all at once, and sometimes that doesn't work for me. So just being aware of, of, of that weakness is so important. So I made a decision that I'm just going to try and focus on one thing, build it up slowly and gradually, but I'll just do one thing every single day and to the point where if I haven't done it, if I don't do it, something isn't right, right? And I have to do this. And so that for me is meditation. And I went to Thailand at the back end of 2018 in November. And I started my habit when I was in the airport, when I was in Bangkok airport. I mean, I've been meditating since I was 19. I'm 34 years of age now. But I started the consecutive habit of meditating uh, when I was in Bangkok airport about to fly back to the UK. And I was in Bangkok airport. I was sitting down, kind of like I'm doing now, cross-legged on the chair in the airport, eyes closed. And I just, I just started meditating. And I meditated for about half an hour. And I've kept up that habit since, I think it's since the 15th of November, 2018. And today is now June 11th, 2019. So every single day since then, I've meditated. And the effect as for me is just, has just been profound, tremendous. I am so aware of, of who I am and like I, I literally say to myself like I'm feeling myself right now like literally because I'm literally feeling the energy right you know people call it chi I'm literally feeling the energy in my body like I know where I'm at 
and I know when I'm grounded and when I'm not grounded because I know how I feel like when I meditate and when I can feel my five senses, right? And so when I'm in a conversation, I know I'm grounded if I'm focused in the present moment and I use the sensations in my body as, as an anchor to keep me grounded. So keeping up that habit has a knock-on effect in other areas of my life because it allows me to stay grounded, it allows me to check in, am I being authentic right now? Am I aligned with my values? The self-awareness that I've cultivated from this habit of meditation has, has worked wonders for me in my life. Mm. Man, that's it, meditation is such a big thing. It actually reminds me of uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Back when he was, J Jerry Seinfeld, that, that show, you know, um, I didn't watch too many of it, but I, I was reading up on him and he was a writer. He was director of it. And they, they were just going, they were so busy, man. He was just like so overwhelmed and that's, and he's like, if it wasn't for meditation, I would not have kept my sanity during that crazy time. Mm. You know what's interesting about it too is I feel like a justification for not meditating is that people say they don't have enough time. Mm. Here's this guy who's super busy. He has to write, he has to direct. You know, he, he's doing so much of this. He's project managing the whole thing too. It's called Seinfeld, right? It's his show. Right. And he's, he has he's like there's no excuse i have to meditate and and, uh, and that's so interesting you say that when people say they don't have enough time to meditate i feel like when i used to say that in the past that's exactly the moment that i need to meditate right, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I, you know it's an illusion to think that i don't have enough time to meditate complete illusion like what is more important than my health right what's more important than my mental health without feeling healthy i can't do anything i can't show up yeah fully so having that time for myself like i'm trying to give some other people so much attention in my time why not give myself that first so that i can fill myself up with self-appreciation and self-care and overflow with that so that i've got enough to give other people you know what I mean? yeah. yeah so yeah uh, absolutely man you you took one out of my mouth meditation is one of the keystone habits for me uh However, to give even more value, another keystone habit that I've taken on is called food logging. And it's, it sounds very boring because it is. It's basically you're just going to write. I just write like what time I eat and what I eat. I don't even track my micros or my macros. You know, I don't more think about that. But this habit, Charles Duhigg says in his book, right? Food logging is such a powerful habit because by, as from human design, we recognize patterns. When you do something over a period of time and there's a way of tracking it and you look back, you're able to spot out patterns. This particular study that was done by Kaiser Permanente where they had 1,800 obese participants and they were, it was a longitudinal study. I forgot how long a period of time, but through it, they were surveyed and asked that one day out of the week to... Uh, write down what time they ate their food and what they ate. And so, you know, you imagine 1,800 participants. Some people were just like, start, did it one time a week. Some people said, fuck it, and didn't do it at all. And some people actually took it on, and it turned into a daily habit. And for those people who did it, they recognized. They found out it towards the end of the study, the longitudinal study, that those people end up losing twice as much weight as those who didn't. But check this out. This is what's super crazy about it. 
the there was no contingencies like oh uh, we'll share a different a di dietary regimen on the foods that you should eat the foods that you shouldn't eat stay away from sugars none of that the only thing was one day out of the week to to record your food how does that happen because by human design we have we are, have pattern recognition we're good at this so the people that do it every day this lady found out at 10 o'clock when she's sitting at her desk pulling away at her computer trucking away she gets hungry at 10 o'clock in the morning because she writes down this oh shit i just had some fritos some frito a bag of chips in the cafeteria over there i buy it so what did she do she's like instead she put an apple in her purse so that she doesn't have to leave her desk she doesn't have to go over there and spend a dollar she eats the apple that and that became a habit then it led it became a keystone habit the food logging had her eat an apple instead of the chips less carbohydrates she started losing weight because she started eating an apple every day instead of cheetos that changes your life you know what i'm saying <laughs> amazing and so in my life how how this has impacted well i'm in the best shape of my life for one you know um it has led into this expense tracking on my phone man i have a notes where every time i make a purchase i my body my body like automatically goes up i go into my notes section i'll even show just so y'all know like how serious i am it's called daily spending and Perfect. basically boom like every time it comes up I write in the date, right? If it's my first transaction, and it says like right, right, twelve twenty six, December twenty sixth, right? A coffee, two seventy five. So I've been doing this for a kind of a minute, man, and it makes me very conscious of how I'm spending my money. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, this just, just popped up three times when I'm doing this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right? Cool thing about the habits is that when it turns into one, it yeah, it takes something. Of course, it takes something to yeah. build. But it is amazing to, to know when your body can, can just knows now and it does it. And you consciously created this habit to now your body understands faster than your mind can talk you out of it. it that's the power of true habits. And keystone habits like meditation and food logging are just but a few that leak into every area of your life. Mm. Um, you can see I get riled up about this, you know. I see it. No, I can see it. Yeah, it's one distinction that I that I coach people on. You know, the more distinctions that we have as coaches, the more powerful that we have. And I even go as far as the more distinctions we have as human beings, the more powerful mm -hmm. we are. And one of the mm -hmm. is is that like you know nothing occurs in isolation. Mm, absolutely. So there's certain habits that will impact others in a greater in a greater way. Like, man. If we look at that, you know, like the way that we wash our dishes, mm. you don't have a dishwasher, that's impacting mm. someone else. Like if you're going to half-ass something, you know, mm. so the way we do anything is the way we do everything. And the more that we can turn these into automatic, like we, we, we are, we're, we work hard automatically, mm. you know, that's not willpower no more. That's like, mm. that's Mike. Mm. That's, mm. It's like, that's not what I do. It's who I am. Mm. that's a different that's a different conversation there the, the, pa yeah. the, the, the passion is seeping out of the screen <laughs> seeping out of the microphone because you know you, you can you can hear how passionate Gavin is and fascinating you know and so true nothing happens in isolation right we are creatures of habit right and we are pattern recognizing machines and if you missed our initial recording about habits go and check it out we talked about why habits are so important the three things that make up 
a habit and, and how to change negative habits into desirable habits. And, and in this recording, we've talked about keystone habits and we've had two examples. The first one being that, that those group of people who were, all they had to do was just track when they were eating, right? But as a result of doing that one habit, that led into another habit being affected. And this woman went from eating chips, as they say in the States, or crisps, as we say over here on the other side of the pond, but just recognizing that when she was eating those chips, that's when she became hungry. So instead of leaving her desk and spending a dollar on the machine, she ate an apple, right? She, her cue, and the three elements uh, that we mentioned in the previous video, the, the, the three elements, the first one was the cue. She recognized she was becoming hungry at 10 o'clock. Her reward was being satisfied, but the thing that she changed was the routine, that thing in the middle. So instead of eating the Cheetos, the, the chips or the crisps, as we call it in the UK, she just ate an apple, right? So if you want to know more about those three elements that make up a habit, go and watch our other recording. But the second example was Gavin talking about how he tracks his food logging, right? And just developing that habit of tracking your food logging. I'm not going into crazy detail, but just tracking when you eat. That has then led you to tracking your finances and being more consciously aware of how you're spending your finances. So keystone habits are these things that affect other areas of your life. So how can you apply it? What are your keystone habits? Ask yourself the question. What are the activities or things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis which have a knock-on effect on other areas of your life? If you can identify those things and work to change those first, then that will have the biggest impact in you making a difference in your own life. So if you have any questions for us, for us Gavin and I and want to find out more about habits or keystone habits or, or, or how we might be able to help, Gavin's a coach in, in, in LA, I'm a coach in London. If you want to have a discussion or, or help and have some develop new habits, get in touch with either of us. Either of us would love to hear from you. Write a comment, send us a DM, share this content with someone that you think will appreciate it and benefit from, from knowing it. Uh, and, and thank you so much for tuning in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>